What is good, Divine Dolls? Hope everything is doing great. Hope you had an amazing night of rest. Hope you're having an amazing day. Hoping that you get to have some fun this weekend. Try something new, something a little, you know, outside of the line a little bit. So it is early Saturday morning, y'all. I slept so good last night. I was so tired. I didn't put on no beach waves, no theta, nothing. I just conked out. Busy day yesterday, actually. So it's funny because I did upload other um, podcasts and I knew I had to upload the one for stock, but I just, oh my gosh. So let's get right into it. So yesterday was my fifth day of trading. At some point, I'm going to switch over to making it like number of days I've traded because yesterday was the first time, you know, um, since I've started is that I did two separate trades. So I did one trade that had 12 contracts. So um, I've been pushing myself, you know, like giving myself little assignments. So um, I started off with one contract when I first started trading, then I went up to two, then I went to five, and then I went to 10. So today I went to 12. And then um, and then after that trade ended, then I did a second trade. Okay, so those were some milestones and I put everything in my journal. It's so cute because I put like, what are we celebrating? What did I learn? Um, and then why it was kind of like an A plus um, high probability setup, right? Let's just get into it. So it was grueling because... Um, I started second guessing myself and right when I got into the market, I got in exactly at 7 a.m. And so, and here I am, you know, going from 10 to 12. So there's already anxiety about that. And I put my take profit at 20%, um, 20%, 25% and 30%. So I did eight contracts at, um, 20%. And then I figured I would let the other two run to get that 25 and the 30%. Child, when I tell you 7 a.m., there was pullback. And um, that, I think when I think back to that moment, I I had certain areas of confluence. It was building a trend, but I really could have waited for the second candle to have a flat bottom. Um the Heikinashi candle to have a flat bottom. Um, so one of my panels will have Heikinashi tool, the Heikinashi candles, because I like to look at it for flat bottoms and um, flat tops. And it also does kind of keep you zen. Um, Heikinashi, let me, um, let's not worry about the, the, the exact definition, but it kind of means, means moving averages. And so, um, I like to think Japanese Zen, but it kind of calms you down from exiting your trades. Uh, as a, and then the second panel, I have the regular candles and those show a little bit more. Um, I have the default candles on TradingView. Those have a little bit more volatility, but those come in handy because it lets you know when, when it's pulling back so that you can get in. And so what happens is I was reminded in a painful way that um, I should have been looking for the pullback to get in at the low end of the candle and then ride it up to the top. So I got in on a green candle, um, but it was kind of relatively high. I didn't wait for it to pull back a little bit. So when it started to go drop in price, I was like, oh 
my word, what is going wrong? And so at that point, I started double checking things. I started checking the um, RSI. Let me say this right now, too. So I've been watching a, a lot of, you know, Jeremy Cash, his explanation of the stochastic RSI. Listen, put that on your trading view. Put that on your trading view, the stochastic RSI. Actually, and um, my uh, my mentor, my mentor, um, I did my second session with her and then on Monday I have a live live trading session with her. The way you want to use the stochastic RSI is you don't have to change anything on the settings. Um let me go look at the title of the the exact label real quick. So the way she explains it is that um between 70 and 30 is the blue water. And when um yeah so it says stochastic RSI it's the one that has 3 3 14 14 um, so look for the one that has that, right, um, on your indicator. So when the blue shark, um, when the blue shark comes over the, the 70, that's when you place a call. When the red shark comes over the 70, that's when you want to do a put. And same thing too, when it's, um, doing the same thing at the 30, at the bottom of the scale, that's how you want to have those correlations. So I was looking at it and I'm like, yeah, that's lined up. The EMA is is it was struggling a little bit. Um, the candles were below the two hundred EMA, and um, uh, what else did I have going on? Oh yeah, it was starting to form the second flat bottom, but I didn't wait until it fully formed. I was like, oh, flat bottom, I'm gonna get in. I'm I'm in the second, you know, jump the gun on it. So here's the thing: I was right, and um. When I reached out to my mentor, she was like, well, there's an H forming, right? So um, she showed me an H pattern on, uh, you know how they have the chart patterns? It's not on the one that Kelly OG talks about. There's so many different patterns that you can look at. And so um, she showed me an H pattern and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't care. I, and this is, this is, you meet yourself in the market. I was like, I don't care. I had spent, I think, was it like 500, yeah, $550 on the contract. I'm like, I would rather go to my grave just zeroing out than, than um, taking a loss. I think part of the problem, too, is that I did not set my stop loss. And also, um, I was so nervous. I, I have never exited a trade before. So that compounded the anxiety. But the good thing is, I'm glad I held out. And this just goes to show um, that you can make money on both sides because she was in a put. And at one point, um, what was so interesting about this is I'm used to cashing out within maybe like anywhere from like a minute to like 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, I'm in in and out of the market um, and I got my 20%. How are you doing? I'm good. And I was like, that's it. I'm staying in this trade. I'd rather just zero out. I don't, you know, I'm just whatever. It is what it is and stuff. And so I'm looking at the market. I'm like, oh my gosh. So either she's going to make money on her put or I'm going to make money on my call. Well, come to find out she made money on her put and I made money on my call. So now let's get into the part where I was second guessing myself. And I had to remind myself, I have to take better notes because when everything was happening I was scribbling down my notes to kind of um 
remind myself of where the quote unquote areas of confluence were. And so I have also learned that it's important for me to um, write down what I'm entering in and then very quickly, because like I said, um, I can take profit in one minute. My my take profit can hit in one minute and I decided to keep it to 20%. And if I remember on this podcast, I'll, I'll kind of elaborate why, especially as I'm scaling up. Um, so the reason I need to calculate it really quickly is because, yeah, it takes profit like as early as one minute. So I have, I've been calculating it at what my take profit is at 20%, 25% and 30%. And because there was a gap, that was the other area of confluence. I knew it was gap filling the gap up. So I knew that we had room to, to move up and that I would probably be able to take profit unless something wild goes crazy. But that was kind of like my third confirmation. This was my third day of seeing SPY fill it its gaps. It does a beautiful job of filling its gaps. And I also use the gaps indicator that that's another um, like secret sauce kind of like that's just helping me, you know, become more comfortable too. So the gap was there. It was it was showing the flat bottom um, trending up. The stochastic RSI was showing in my favor. Um, so, yeah, that was another thing. So, but I had written, let me, let me, where is it? So I had kind of scribbled, scribbled down the first number when I did the mathematical equation. But I always double check the um, number. And so what happened is I saw that I put point. 40, I got in at 0.44 and I should have gotten out at 0.55, but I put um, 0.48. And so uh, what I what I decided to do is I said, you know what, I'm going to take out my money um, as close as possible to where I got in because it was kind of downtrending. And so I was like, I'm either going to lose all of it or I'm going to try to get as close as possible to where I initially got in. So when it got close to where I had gotten in and was starting to recover, um, I got in at 0.44 and I typed in 0.48. Listen, as soon as I put 0.48, it took my take profit. And because I panicked, I canceled the other contracts that I had set at 0.25 and 0.30 and put them down to 0.48. So all three of them failed really quickly. So not only did they fail, but they it, from there, it went all the way straight up and filled the gap um, at, at what would have been 25% and 30%. So, but at least I made my 0.09 profit, which came down to... Mm, I think it was, was it $48? Hold on, right? One second. Uh, which is not bad. Um, yeah, so I made $48 profit. So I'm going to try to take a screenshot because this one, I um, it's hard to get it on the screen, on the thumbnail as it is. And then I had some cancellations in there, but that's where you see the plus 384, plus 96, plus 48, plus 48. So there is some math involved in that. You take the 
total cost and you subtract the total profit. Yeah, you take the total profit and you subtract the cost and that's going to give you your profit profit. And then you divide the the profit, the $48 divided by 528 and that gave me 0.09%. So still made $48. And then um, when the market pulled back a little bit, um, and it was still filling the gap. I did one contract for twenty percent, and it filled within the minute. And I had I had to d- done the math really quick. And I um, as soon as I the order filled, I went back in and said take profit at um, twenty percent. And like by the time I you know put my pen down, it was like bloop, <laughs> you you made your twenty percent. So that one was ten dollars. So that was cool. I think I only spent. I only spent $54 on the second contract, and so 20% is, yeah, $10. Um, so if I had scaled, but at that point I had so much anxiety, and it was such a long, hard process that I just was kind of mentally drained and fatigued, but I'm glad I took the second call because I was like, oh, this is what my... um. I mentioned I used to be in a trading group and so they would ride this type of stuff. And so every time it pulls back, you you jump in and ride the the um the bounce up and here's here's how why I decided I'm going to stay at 20% per trade versus trying to hit 30% and all these other huge numbers. It's because when you start to scale up more, you can actually get out with way less process, way less um, movement and and still stay profitable. So um, I did a podcast yesterday. I'm still deciding if I'm going to upload it. And it ended up being that they were highlighting these um, young men in Kenya. And so they were talking about how they're changing. Um, it talked about how um they're teaching forex to people who are dropping out of out of college but they're still making it lucrative and i thought it was for some reason in the united states but it ended up being something from from africa um and and there were some beautiful lessons i might go ahead and upload it i don't know if you're going to learn anything then you're not going to be bothered by it but it's not you know it's definitely a deviant away from where I usually talk about stuff. So, but in that, um, he, the, the young man was talking about this re- really rich billionaire. He's worth 200 billion. Um, and he doesn't worry about making 10, 20, 30%. He goes in and he makes 1%. But if you're making 1% off of 200 billion, I think he said that's still two, 20, 20 million or something like that, right? Or is it 20 billion? I think it's 20 billion. So, um, the more I scale up where to where I buy like 30 contracts, 40 contracts, I'm okay with staying at 20% or 10% profit and getting in and out in 10 minutes. And because I am making more than what I normally, like the average person would make, if that kind of makes sense. Cause I feel like when you have a smaller account, like you're really banking on hitting that 20%, you're really banking on hitting that, that 30%. But because of how I think SPY moves, what my um, trading group would do is, and and um, we didn't have as much, or at the time we didn't think we had as much capital. 
So, um, because I actually had a larger account than I do now. Back then, I had upwards, at one point, I think I had 15000 in in the trading account. Um, and I had multiple accounts. Now, I'm working with a three like a $3,500 account um, in Robinhood. And I have my money spread in other stuff, too. But... Um, because, and I think having the cash account also helps. So, um, I, here's the other thing I decided to do. So I'm on Monday, I'm going to start trading QQQ. So because I'm trading in increments of 500, that's going to allow me to do 500 on SPY, 500 on QQQ. Next week, I will increase that increment to 600. So I'll do 600 on um, SPY, 600 on QQQ. Um, and so I'm going to allow myself to get up to five of my favorite stock that I'm comfortable with. We'll see, right? Just kind of inching along, working on scale, scalability, repeating patterns, stuff like, you know, um, healthy patterns, looking for that A plus setup. So that's kind of how my day went. Um, thankful I still came out in the profit. $48 is better than zero. Um, glad I stayed in the, in the trade. Also, another thing, like I said, the, um, uh, my mentor was able to, um, if you get a chance and you're kind of a little bit advanced, look for the H pattern, um, on Google, Google it. And so when it shows, and it's a, it's a baby H or, or a lowercase H. Um, when you see the um H, the um, it indicates that it's gonna drop even more, and so when she saw that pattern, she placed a put, but she was on a different time frame than I was, and so at some point you're gonna learn how to trade to the you know both ways to the top and to the bottom. I still have not placed a put yet, um, yet. So that's gonna be something that's on my scale to kind of um celebrate as a milestone so I'll keep you posted on when that happens but yeah so that's kind of like what happened with my trade um even last night when I was falling asleep I was like kind of low-key kicking myself like girl you could have gotten that 20 30 percent profit but you're math and it's like you baby girl you need to be very careful when you're doing your math make sure to just take that extra second um not I've learned to double check the numbers and I did write down the you know double check to make sure it's 20%, 25% and 30% but because I had scribbled down another number and I didn't cross it out and I didn't take time to double check you know I have to remind myself that for the most part for the most part spy does move slowly whether it's to the downside or to the to the upside so I I should have just taken that extra millisecond to look at it and be like, you know what, put it at the fifty five percent or let the uh, the the um, the eighth or the because I had twelve contracts, so let the other two run, you know, or that type of thing. So it's a lot of quick thinking that you need to go through. Accuracy is key, and you have to learn how to manage yourself, right? It could be things like your handwriting and following a certain flow so that you can pick it up and identify it. I've learned to put like a square around the things that I want my eyes to gravitate to. And I've been training my eye to go to the same location for where my um, take profit areas are 
It's just that I had scribbled some other stuff. And so moving forward, I will keep it in that same lower right-hand side corner. Um, and But I'm going to put squares around the confirmed number and write it a little bit bigger so that I can kind of make that visual transition between laptop and what's on my notebook um, do myself some justice on that. So yeah, those are things that come with that. I also did my first day of using pocket options. Um, I did 20 trades and I made 12 cents. Um, and this is interesting. Um, I started off with a $300 account. I put 200 and they gave me 50%, which raised my account balance to $300. So right now I'm trading with $1 allotments and I can see how they make their money because if I if I if the if the trade is positive, I make 92 cents, right? So I make 92% of my trade. So I make 92 cents. If I lose the $1, if I lose the trade, they get a whole dollar. So they get um they get 8 cent, 8 cents on the upside and then they get my full $1 on the bottom side. So if I do 20 trades, I got let me tell you how many I got in the positive. So I got 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9, 10, 11. 11 of my trades ended in the positive, but the um the rest of them were in the negative, and I only made 12 cents. Does that kind of make sense? I, I and so um I told myself I was only gonna do 10 trades, but I pushed it and I did 20 trades, and exactly on the 20th trade, I ended up in profit, which was 12 cents, and I said, that's it, just leave. Just you know, you were supposed to stop at 10. And that comes down to having discipline. And again, this is my first time trading with my actual money. So I'm obviously protective of my money. But, um, and so, um, yeah, that's okay. I'm starting off with small allotments. And then it's about me learning the, what do you call it? Learning the platform. Yes, you can use the demo. But one of the things I really articulate with any demo account, whether it's with Webull for stock or pocket, you know, pocket options, the demo is for you to learn how to use the line charts, to look at the stochastic, the zigzag pattern, the oscillators, playing around with the time, you know, deciding if you want to take the signals and stuff like that. But it doesn't test what actually happens with supply and demand right and and stuff like that so you're dealing with the real deal the real mccoy type of situation when it, you're using a real live account um i'm going to probably do another podcast on this one so i won't spend too much time but i even though it is saturday morning i am watching a, a video from jeremy cash he has a second channel that I think is more current. It's called Jcash Investments. And so I recently subscribed to that one. He just put up a video three days ago called Cracking the Code, My Day Trading Secrets Revealed. This one is by far the best video and I'm going to tell you why. He's been trading pocket options for at least a year and I've watched some of his older stuff, not only with his journey with Forex, but also his journey with pocket options. And as with anything, um, I think it is commendable He's been doing a lot of trial and error. And so this one is definitely creme de la creme. Um, one of the, the things I was talking about in the podcast about the, the young men that are trading in Kenya and using Forex is that 
Um, synth- the, the future belongs to synthesizers. The future belongs to people who are able to take hours of information and collapse the learning time, fr- time frame for other people. And so this video that he did, that he did definitely embodies that. He had to take some hits, take some losses. And so this is the best of the best setup. He tells you how to use the 200 EMA, how to use the um, stochastic, um, the stochastic, which I mentioned to you earlier. That's kind of like part of the holy grail secret sauce ingredients that I've noticed between my mentor and like even Jeremy Cash and um, using that whole blue shark, blue shark, red shark out of the water type of analogy by a call by a put and so then these three things provide well it's actually four things he has the confluence so he has a zigzag on there he has an oscillator on there he has a 200 ema and the stock and you know even for the most part a lot of people be like oh that's really busy but it's it's still relatively naked i've seen some charts where i was like oh my gosh like it is fully decked out and there's some, but you know, it works. And I think that you have to kind of decide what you want. The funny thing is, is if you could add another line, you probably could add the eight on there. I love the eight EMA moving EMA. Um, I used it for the stock I was trading earlier and I was paying attention to when it was, you know, still above the 200, um, looking for the 13 and the 48 to cross and still keeping the trend of the eight. So all of these different things, you start to train your eye little by little to make sure that it's like, boom, this matches, boom, this matches. Um, When I was working with the stock earlier too, I made sure that the spread was good. The spread was good. The delta was good. The delta was at 0.30. And so at some point, the delta went all the way down to 17, if I'm not mistaken, and then I was like, oh my gosh, like it's going to be really difficult for me. I'm I'm suffering like um, theta crush. And so that's another reason I started to second guess myself. I'm like theta crush because every time it drops, it the, the price has to move that much more higher for you to make profit. And I'm like, maybe this is why they tell us to set the stop loss because maybe it's a theta crush thing. But thankfully, I was still able to make profit and... Um, and and data crush does affect a little bit, but I, I don't think it was as bad as I, I had freaked myself out to be. But you want to be careful with data crush, especially if you're doing zero day, like zero DTE, which I so far love the zero day trading, you know, like same day options. But some people will go a day out or, you know, three weeks out. So that's just something to consider. Um, so yeah, I won't keep this. This is a relatively long video, but yeah, those are, that's kind of how my day went yesterday. Um, and then in terms of the other stuff, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and mention it too. Like I'm in, um, keep it 100, which gives 10% a day for 10 business days. So I'm in my second cycle of that one. And I came up with a strategy to increase it to where in about six weeks or so, I'll be making like I didn't even add how much mo- how much money it is per week, but um that one I would be making I think it's like a hundred and sixty dollars a day. But there's a way to stack it. So I sent it to my mentor and he was like, Oh my gosh. So I don't know, he, he might copy my um let's just do this real quick because I want to keep this under 30 minutes. And I am taking a deviant. 
But part of the reason I'm low-key mentioning the Keep It 100 is if you look it up on YouTube, that trading platform is going to go um, private, I think, within the next week or two. Um, I would say if you're new to like trading crypto and stuff like that, don't do it. <laughs> but if you're new, if you're kind of like intermediate to advanced, you're going to know how to go in, look at the FAQs. Um, let me see. What's it on here? Y'all, I took, even I took a screenshot of it. Oh, here it is. So if I deposit for five days and withdraw on Fridays, um, in eight, to nine weeks, um, I will be making $134 a day and still depositing 134 um, well, it'd be like 268 a week. So that's not bad, you know? And so they're going to, he's, he's making that group private. And so if you're going to get in, the minimum deposit is $100. Um, there's a girl called Pandora um, on YouTube. So if you want to try that one out, and like I said, that it, some people cannot afford to throw a hundred dollars at it. Um, my mentor, who's really conservative, he threw two hundred at it. He said it's conservative, and you know, just to be conservative, and it is high risk. The other one that I'm in is Kyopi. Pandora also talks about Kyopi. Kyopi is a AI trading robot that trades the stock market for you, and so. Um, it averages anywhere between 1.5% to 4% a day. So that's really cool when you think about me making 15% a day, um, 20% on my trades. Um, it, it's still something a little bit nice. I think the minimum deposit on that one is also 100 And that one, I feel I feel good and safe and comfortable with both of those. And so I've been doing those. And so in between those and the pocket options, I also am using anonymous traders which that one, they are kind of struggling a little bit. I'm supposed to hit my, I think it was like a 90, I think it was a, a six-month contract. So that will end August 20, and then I can take out my initial investment of 600. Well, I invested $500, and they gave me $100. So I can take out my initial investment of 600 and then let the rest of it grow. So I've been happy with that. At that point, as long as I get my 600 back, I'm okay with that. And then there's another one. Oh, yeah. The other one, that one, I, I got my money. Like, this is part of the thing. Like, you learn how to get in early and how to take profit. So the difference between my first year and my second year is now I'm I'm getting more W's, more wins versus coming in late. And then, you know, getting the rug pull and that type of stuff. So, yeah, that that's kind of summarizes my day. If that sounds like a lot, it was a lot. And so I was just mentally drained <laughs> in a very beautiful way. I was in green on everything across the board. And um, I'm looking forward to Monday. So Monday, um, I'm going to do one hour of live trading with, with um, my person. I, y'all... I, I'm going to talk with her on Monday because I, I like her. I think that if you're interested in learning to trade, she's your girl. She's your girl in terms of affordability. And, um, she's really freaking good at what she does. The other mentor is really good too, but I don't know how much you guys would want to come out of pocket 4,000 for a four week type of thing. I'm not going to say that it's not, it wasn't worth it. It absolutely was worth it because 
part of me being able to understand stuff is is um that investment and and how silly of it how silly of me would it be to say that um you know i regret paying tuition no you know for for my undergrad and for my my mba or my doctoral the classes i took in my doctoral program absolutely not and so i have to use that same language this is a skill I kept those skills. She passed the information on to me, and these are skills that I'm just building off of. So I could have invested it in time in these YouTube streets and try to piece it together, or I can listen to someone who's an expert, collapse some timelines, because um, I, I probably will go ahead and upload the Forex video uh, podcast right after this. Um, if you want something motivational to listen to, that would be a good one too, if you're considering trading and that type of stuff, because he talks about how it takes you about four to five years to really develop and hone in on that skill. And I want to make sure even with the language that I use, understand, and I keep trying to say it over and over, and sometimes it sounds redundant, but it's like, I started learning to trade like in 2020, you know, um, right alongside my dad and, and my ex-boyfriend. So it takes time and I'm just now becoming profitable in the sense of consistently on my own. I'm not, even though I am signed up in a signals group, that's another thing too. So this go around, this is not the first time I've been in a, in a quote unquote signals group. She was sending out a lot of stuff for like, and she's a, she's a medical background. So it, it made me laugh and it made me fully understand what I was dealing with because when I got, when she, um, when I was in the chat group, she has, she likes, it's kind of like a bunch of different patients to her. So all of the charts is almost like echocardiograms to her. So she's able to have conversations with everybody in the chat and make sure that everybody's on track and checking the charts and getting into this and checking the news. And so because I had already been in that and I talk about how my dad and I had a hard time trying to keep up with what everybody was doing and trying to look at the charts and trying to get in and stuff like that, it's a lot of noise. And so not only was I going through mental duress of trying to figure out like, oh my gosh, I did 12 trades and it's going south. And I was like, no, I'm just going to stick to SPY. I'm going to stick to my percentage of 500 for the day. Um, and that also helped me give me clarity that I was like, okay, well maybe I can do QQ and do 500 there, but I'm not going to be jumping into all these other things and getting in and out multiple times, like that fast of a pace. Um, so that was very helpful to me. I just stuck, stayed to stayed the course and, um, understood the personality, but yeah, so I'm trading with her on Monday for one hour. And I think it's going to be helpful again to just kind of see what she's seeing and type of thing. But again, <coughs> it's going to be interesting. I think I want to schedule one more session with her, which will complete my four um, for next Friday, because she says that she trades Tesla on Fridays because the um, options are way cheaper and you're dealing with the volatility, which means you can get in and out quicker with your money versus buying like options for Tesla on Monday. You can do it, but they're cheaper and I, I kind of like it. I like her budget strategy um, type of a thing and stuff like that. But yeah, so I won't hold you guys too much more 
Um, today's Saturday. I'm going to take it easy. I still have my candle going. I love my candles. And I got some incense. So I got some incense and I'll be using those while I'm trading in the morning. Just to kind of keep me, you know, just relaxed. And I do love aromatherapy, period, period, period. If y'all have been with me for a while, you know that. And um, in the future too, like I, I, I have to remind myself, this is my job. And I am really disappointed in case you didn't know, like, or pick up on it that I just was a little bit still a little bit on the sleepy side and I had scribbled stuff down. And it was at that point that it, it really cost me money. It's like, girl, make sure you're writing big and clear and double checking and really present in the moment because, you know, this is your job, girl. So Friday was kind of like a girl, get it together type of a thing. And so it's official, like I'm sitting there and, and it, it low key, like I have to kind of, you know, slap myself on the hand a little bit too, because I am in bed. I know I'm supposed to be out in, you know, my office space, but if I'm, you know, I'd probably between now and Monday, I have to decide, like, am I going to stay in bed or am I going to be in my, in my um, office space, which is more conducive to like, you get your water, you get your tea, you have your notepad and everything out and you have your layout and you're there and you're disciplined and, you know, 1030, 1030, I'm out the market. So I placed my last trade. I don't remember what time I can check back on the um, Robin Hood and stuff. But yeah, by 1030, I just was like, y'all, I made my profit for the day. I'm in the green. I'm done. And so that's how it's going to be. I think um, this was nice, too, because... um. I've been talking about wanting to go back to the gym. And so this would be really great for me to just get in the gym by 11 o'clock um, and hit that, you know, the before people get out to work out on their lunch break at 12, I could be in and out by 12 o'clock, come home, have lunch, which is perfect for my intermittent fasting too. And then I'm pretty much done by the end of the day by 12 o'clock, you know, um, can get myself into some trouble if I want to. <laughs> And that type of thing. So part of the struggle is I do have to wake up early at 6.30. I am back on an alarm clock. I have trained myself not to wake up to alarm clocks. But at the end of the day, what's, you know, four hours of trading a day to, you know, being at work for somebody else and having to commute and having people in my face? Like, you know, so yeah, this podcast has been on the longer side, but I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that you get some of the mental gems and some of the, um, the things to look for. I feel like I did drop gems on there, especially if you go check out, um, J cash instrument stuff. I'm going to do a separate podcast on this. So I won't spend too much time, but yeah, that, that one's going to be, um, a really good one. As with anything, the better we become, you know, it's better to copy people who know what they're doing. And sometimes people are, are taking risks and documenting the process. And um, this is an all-time really good time to, to get in because he's taken a lot of hits in the one year of pocket trading. And so I just get to come in, watch his video that he did from three days ago and not have to worry about the struggle that he went through while I was, you know, living my best life out here too. So all right, y'all, I will talk to you later until the next one. Bye.